The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. This is the Employment Law Show. You betcha, and welcome to it. We're back for the Tuesday night edition. John Scholes here. Lior Samfiru also checking in. You want to reach out to us, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And 1-855-821-5900 and pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Useful app. We'll teach you tons. It's free and anonymous, and you'll have access to that severance calculator as well. The main topic for the... uh, the evening will be terms to watch out for in an employment agreement. That is on the way. But first, case of the day. What's cooking on your end, pal? Hey, Johnny. Great to be here. As usual, great to be talking employment law. Always ready to answer questions and to solve problems. We're the problem-solving show. This is what we do. If you're having a workplace problem right now, well, it can disappear by the time our half hour is over. Just call, ask the question, and I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you what you need to no, and I'll, I'll help you guide, uh, be guided through it. There's no bad questions. There's all, only answers and solutions, whether it's a situation where you've lost your job or worried about losing your job, or maybe your pay is being changed, your hours are being reduced, your responsibilities are no longer the same. You get it. If it uh, touches and has anything to do with employment law, your job, your workplace, your boss, you can call us right now, and I know what the answers are, and I can tell you so that you feel better. Or maybe you're just curious that you've wondered. I've always wondered, can my employer do this? They've been doing this for years, but I just want to know if it's actually legal. Well, call, ask the question. I'll tell you what you need to know. And, of course, beyond the half hour of the show, I'm not going anywhere. You can reach me in the office, phone or email, throughout the week, anytime. So uh, make that call. We'll give you that contact information again uh, later on in the show. But case of the day where, where I always like to uh, to get started, I spoke with a gentleman who had worked with a construction company for over 11 years. He was kind of the, the, the second in command for the head of the company, uh, in charge of many big uh, projects, you know, made a good income, uh, and worked there for, for a good 11 years. Unfortunately, recently, the, uh, the company was not doing well, and... The owner of the company said, I'm just not going to need you anymore. I can't justify having you here, so I'm going to let you go. But because you've been such a good, loyal employee for 11 years, even though I don't have to because we're in construction, he said, I'm going to pay you 11 weeks of salary. Uh, and so I'm going to be generous to help you out. This guy, thankfully, got word from someone to give me a call, and he wanted to know, Am I, is my employer right that they're being generous to me and offering me 11 weeks of pay after these 11 years? Now, this comes down to the biggest misconception, maybe one of the biggest ones, and we have an employment law, and that is that you don't get severance in construction, that somehow the company doesn't have to abide by the same laws when it comes to your severance. Well, guess what? That is false. Misconception. Simply not true. Yes, of course you are owed your severance if you are in construction. In fact, your severance and the way it's calculated is going to be the same, whether you're in construction or any other industry. So what does this mean? 
it means that this guy is owed probably right around 12 to 14 months, months, not weeks, of severance. So this offer, such that it was, of 11 weeks of severance was ridiculous. He's owed over a year and he was offered 11 weeks. So now he knows, and of course, I'm going to help him get that severance. But I absolutely, as soon as this case came across my desk, I wanted to remind all our good listeners that no matter what industry you're in, whether it's construction or any other industry, as long as, of course, as long as you're not unionized, your severance is owed. There's no exemptions. There's no ways for the company not to pay it. There's no laws that say that this industry or that industry doesn't have to pay it. If you had a job and you lost that job, you owed severance, and you're probably owed a lot more than you realize. And again, it's always a good time to reach out if there's any discrepancy. Well, you can always use pocketemploymentlawyer.ca for sure and and take it uh, take a spin at that is and see what you're really owed. Call Eor is also an option as well. Uh, you know, if you want to get that done, this isn't really a uh, a shocking thing for you hearing this news. What this guy said. This is this is quite common, right? It is quite common, and it's something that I get all the time. And here's the thing, though, this employer. It's easy to think, oh, my God, what a horrible, horrible employer. They're trying to get away with uh, giving this guy only 11 weeks when it should be a year. Well, wait a second. Not so fast because there's these misconceptions. I actually believe that this employer didn't even realize that they owe that much severance. They probably thought that they owe nothing and that they were being generous by offering 11 weeks. It's so widely spread, this misconception. So I've seen it so many times, big employers, small employers, et cetera. But that's why we do this show, because we don't deal in misconceptions. We deal in what the law actually is. So if you're listening, now you know better. And again, 416-870-6400, the number. Join us. Get on air. Ask your questions. Carlos, good evening. How are you, pal? I'm okay. How are you guys? Good, sir. What's on your mind? Uh, I work for a private school for 11 years, and one of the guys... He got an accident last week, I think Thursday or Friday. So Monday he called on sick. We have to do his job plus our job. That's the way it works because it's a private school, right? We don't have like supplies or something like that. And today I got a text from the HR saying uh, there is a letter in my desk. Please sign it. But it's changing my duties because the guy is not able to do heavy duties. So his heavy duties fall, off, fall on us plus our job. Is that right? Like uh, I'm not comfortable signing the letter. So they're adding duties to you. Is that what it is, Carlos? Exactly. But they are not kind of clear. They don't say for how long. And nobody discuss us with, because he told me the HR plus uh, somebody else, they had a meeting with this guy, with Michael Walker, in the morning. So they they decide to, okay, from now on, on or I don't know for how long, um, we're going to take your heavy duties from you, we're going to give it to the other guys. And, and how big a deal is it? Is it going to... Is it something that's very different than what you're doing anyway? And, and is it something that's going to take you a long time to do? Just help me understand no, that a bit. Exactly. No, it's not It's not a big deal. The thing it is, it's been built up so much. Like, uh, whenever a guy is off, like one of the guys was off for two weeks, we have to do the job, three-guy job, between two guys. Is that clear? 
Yeah, no, it's good. So, so ultimately, this comes down to Carlos as to whether by adding these responsibilities, this is going to be a major change to your job, to the terms of your employment. If it is, then you can refuse it, and and, they, and if they do it anyway, it could be a constructive dismissal. If it's not a big deal, I mean, it's certainly not something you want to do. I understand, but if it's not a big deal, if it's just a little, little bit more here and there it's probably something that they can do and there's not a lot of recourse. Now, I I'm, I would actually want you to, I, want, I would want to see that agreement before you sign it because there's really no reason for them to get you to sign anything. So anytime a company asks you to sign a document when there's really no reason for it, I get very suspicious. So I, I actually would want to see this document. I'd want you to email it to me or fax it or, or get it to me to see it because something there is not sitting right. If they were just changing the job and just adding something to to your job, but they're not asking you to sign anything, I would say it's not a big deal. But if they want you to sign something, I'm getting a bit suspicious. So Carlos, send me this document. Uh, John here will give you all my contact information. Let me see it, and then we'll go from there. Carlos, that uh, number and email, I'll give it throughout the show as well, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. I want to get uh, Steve in here before we take a, a, a short break. Steve, go ahead, pal. What's uh, what's on your mind? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm in sales, and in my position, there's a base salary, and then there's a commission structure. Mm-hmm. And over the months, you know, typically we have a target to hit, whatever amount of money to sell, and then you get paid out a percentage on whatever target you hit. Um, they changed this commission structure, but there was no real notification to to the salespeople, and there's no targets that are given out, so you don't even know how much you need to sell to make X amount of dollars. And for months now, they've been just paying us, well, here's the commission you're going to get for this month or quarter. So there's no real, nothing's been laid out, and I feel like, well, how do they just come up with a number to pay me? And I feel like it's when you compare it to years previous, I might, I, it looks like I'm getting paid less than I was before. Is that, I don't, I'm not sure if that's, don't they have to lay out what your targets Steve, are? Have, have you asked the question, how my commission is calculated? Have you asked that? I've asked that, but there's never a real straight answer on anything. And then it's always delayed. Oh, we'll have an answer for you. We'll have an answer for you. And it, there's never an answer. So I think you need to be a bit more direct when it comes to that because it's absolutely critical that your employer tell you how they've calculated your pay, your compensation. They can't just say, here's $300, whatever it is. Uh, They have to tell you and show you by law how that's calculated. So I think you tell them that you're not comfortable with the situation where you don't know why you earn what you've earned. So insist on that. They will. Once you push them, they'll, they'll give you that information. Now, if they don't give you that information, that could be a constructive dismissal. If they give you the information and it's a, a major change to how it was calculated before, that could also be a constructive dismissal. In other words, it's, it's illegal and you may be able to force the issue. The concern I have is this. If they made a negative change to your commissions and you say, you know what, I'm going to just forget about it. I'm going to continue working and it's fine. By doing that, you you'll be giving them a right to do it again. And the next time they make a change and the time after that, you won't be able to do anything about it. So if we find out that they've made a negative change to, to your commission, we may want to act on it as a constructive dismissal. But for now, in writing, you need to follow up 
with them, Tom. You're not comfortable not knowing, and you ask that they please provide you a response by Monday, whatever it is, with how your commission was calculated. If they don't, we need also we also need to talk about constructive dismissal. Okay. All right. Makes sense. Thank you very much. Thank no you, Steve, for uh, for your time. We'll give you some contact information as we get into a quick break here. That is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to reach Lior. We continue Tuesday night edition. Employment Law Show rolls on. Hang in. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. Now, here we go. Terms to watch out for in an employment agreement like everything. Um, why should they care? Isn't it just standard stuff? Most people think, ah, I could just download one off of Google, or maybe that's what my boss did. Doesn't seem, seems fairly harmless, no? Well, people do care about terms of an employment agreement, but they don't necessarily care about the real things they should be caring about or, or about everything. So certainly people are going to care about whether the salary is what it needs to be, how many weeks vacation they get, and you know whether they uh, get a bonus or not. So they're going to care about those, of course, and and you should, of course. You should care how much money you're making and how many weeks vacation you're having, of course. But these are not the only things in an employment agreement that are important. There's other equally or even more important than those terms that you have to watch out for. And if you don't, you could be giving up very important legal rights that you otherwise have. Remember, I say often on the show that we have great employment laws in this country and that's very very true but our laws also are such that you can give up those rights so the rights are automatically there for you unless you sign something that gives them up so oftentimes that's what employers try to do so i say wait a second and i know my employees have these rights so why don't we have them sign an employment agreement that gets rid of those rights so if you don't know what you're looking for you could be giving up rights that at some point could cause you major headaches major problems and a lot of money so that's what we want to talk about so having said that uh, you know what's what in your opinion what's the most important term in an employment agreement well believe it or not an employment agreement you know a document you sign when you get a job probably the most important term to think about and look for is the termination term a term in the employment agreement that talks about what happens if you lose your job why Remember, we have severance rights. We have very significant severance rights. You could be owed as much as two years of severance. But by way of an employment agreement, you may assign something that limits your future severance to a small fraction of what it would otherwise be. So oftentimes, employers try to kind of get in a term in the employment agreement that has the effect of costing you potentially tens of thousands of dollars. If It could be the difference between you getting... 18 months of severance and getting eight weeks of severance. That, again, tens of thousands of dollars different. So, yes, believe it or not, you need to care about termination of employment when you start a job. You want to look at that term. Is there something in there that talks about termination? If it is, I can almost guarantee you that it's what it's at least trying to do is limit your entitlements. To me, that is, if not the most, then certainly one of the most important terms, because it's literally where the money is. It's okay. Let's, for now, peg that at number one. What are some other important terms you might find out and uh, watch out for in that agreement? Well, 
you know, to understand the terms and the employment agreement that are important, let's think about some of the important rights that you have. So for example, you have the right not to be put on a temporary layoff, right? A temporary layoff is illegal in most cases. Well, an employment agreement can have a term that gives the company the right to put you on a temporary layoff. So again, that's a bad thing. You don't want to have something that gives the company the right to put you on a temporary layoff for months at a time whenever it wants. So again, something to consider. Another example is with respect to changes to your terms of employment. You've heard me say thousands of times, I'm sure, that your employer cannot change significantly your terms of employment. They can't reduce your pay, change your hours, your shifts, your uh, to demote you. Well, guess what? If your employment agreement gives them that power, then yeah, they can. So your employment agreement may say, uh, we're hiring you with this job, with this pay, these hours, but we have the, the discretion to change all these things anytime we want. Well, if that's what it says, all of a sudden you don't have this concept of constructive dismissal anymore yeah. because you've agreed to give the company the right to do whatever it wants. And, and you know what I oftentimes find interesting is someone may negotiate really, really hard with the company as to their salary. They really want that extra $5,000 in salary and, and they're really, really happy when they get it. But they've also agreed to something that gives the company the right to pay to, to change their pay anytime. So essentially what you've agreed is to work with the company and they can decide to pay whatever they want. Not something you want to do. So those are just a couple of examples of things to look for and watch out for in an employment agreement. A lot of employers, as as you know, we we've talked about it and had uh, bear witness on this show. They they just figured they can change the employment agreement after someone started working during the flow of employment. Not the case, right? So someone, an employer, let's say now is listening to the show and say, wait a second, Lior is saying that we can have all these terms that, that can help us, the employer, save us a bunch of money. So we want one of those agreements, but we don't have them. So let's get employees to sign them now. So that's why I often say on the show that if you're an existing employee and a company, your company comes to you and says, hey, you know, we just need you to sign this new employment agreement. Don't worry about it. It's all kosher. Uh, well, not so fast. There's a reason your employer wants you to sign that new employment agreement, and it's because it's better for the employer. They didn't wake up today and think about, let me sign, let me get the employee to sign a, an employment agreement that's better for the employee. Now, if an employer wants to have an employee sign an agreement and for that agreement to be enforceable, then the employer has to offer the employee something in return for signing. It's not enough that the employer asks the employee to sign and the employee signs. That employee has to get something in return. It could be a one-time signing bonus. So here's a hundred bucks signing bonus. It could be extra vacation, extra uh, salary, uh, anything like that. It doesn't have to be anything valuable per se, but something in addition to what the employee otherwise would be getting. If all the employee's getting is the same thing they had before, but they signed a new employment agreement, it wouldn't be enforceable. So something to consider for both employers and employees. So uh, how about this? You just received a job offer letter. You're excited, uh, really excited. Now what do you do? <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk about that. Uh, obviously, uh, if you received the job offer letter, first of all, if you just got a job offer and it didn't come with an employment agreement to sign, it's an email confirming, yeah, we're hiring you as our new assistant manager at this salary starting Monday, you are good, Okay. Uh, that's a good thing. You don't want to see that employment agreement. 
Because what happens, if you don't have the employment agreement, it means you have the full protection of the law. You have all the rights that we've created in Canada at, at your disposal in that situation. Now, on the other hand, if it does come with an employment agreement, you have to make sure you understand what it says. But if you're trying to understand something that a lawyer wrote on your own, you're probably at a disadvantage, right? right. So you want to give me a call. Let's take a look at that employment agreement together. Let's understand what it says, what it doesn't say, uh, what the problems are, what the good things are, and talk about how we negotiate proper terms and hopefully eliminate some of those problematic terms. Is it possible just for the employee to do that and negotiate those terms or nah, not really? Well, the difficult thing is to identify the uh, the, the problematic terms. Right. It's going to be tough for an employee to sit, to understand exactly what it says. But once I help someone identify the terms, yes, we can. the employee doesn't necessarily need help negotiating. They can do that on their own. Uh, and, you know, I, I would always suggest that you do that in a polite way and, and you're not, don't make a little, list of 40 demands, you know, narrow it down to the two, maybe three things that you care about the most. It's absolutely possible to negotiate. But the key, the first step is to identify the terms that need to be negotiated. Ralph, we got uh, two minutes till we're off air. So quick question, pal, is all yours. Go ahead. Listen, uh, I was working, was asked to retire, but there was a lot of monies owed to me. And I guess because they thought that I retired, that they didn't have to pay me all this money and all these bonuses and uh, incentives. Okay. Uh, what, what, is, what is your take on that? Well, money earned is money that has to be paid. Even if you're let go, even if you resign or retire, they have to pay it. So how long ago did you uh, uh, retire? How long, Ralph? Three. Three years ago. Well, that's the bad news. The bad news, if there's been money owing to you for three plus years, uh, unfortunately, you may be out of time to pursue it. Now, if in the last three years they kept promising they'll pay it, maybe that date was extended. They absolutely owe you the money. My concern is that you may be out of time now because there's a two-year limitation period. Ralph, appreciate the call, pal. We're going to uh, going to let you go. We are just about out of time. If you want to follow up conversation, any other questions, or you as well, if you've listened this evening, we really appreciate it. You can always reach out to Lior at one 821 5900 help at the email address, rather, and the website, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. Both of us are back tomorrow at 6.30 for another round of the Employment Law Show. Until then, enjoy your evening. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.